This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Well, today, soon, you are going to be talking about an alert that comes through on your phone, which is why we want you to know about it in advance. It's going to happen at 1.55, so about an hour and 20 minutes from now, you will likely get this text on your phone from Alert Ready. This is a practice run, okay? You're going to hear it plus on this station right now that you're listening to, on on your cell phone and on your TV at, again, 1.55. This test, is, it's going to say... This is a test of the British Columbia Emergency Alerting System issued by Emergency Management British Columbia. This is only a test. If this had been an actual emergency or threat, you would now hear instructions that would assist you to protect you and your family. For further information, go to emergencyinfobc.gov.bc.ca. This is only a test. No action is required. That is what it is going to say. If you listen to it on the radio or see it on TV, it's also going to make a really irritating loud noise designed to make you pay attention, okay? It's a very important part of kind of testing to make sure that people are aware in the event of an emergency. So we thought, okay, well, that's one way to do that. But what else are we doing to make sure that we are ready in case of an emergency? Well, joining us now is Jackie Klusterbor, who's the Emergency Planning Coordinator with the City of Vancouver. Jackie, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, happy to be here. Is this like an ongoing struggle to get this word out to people? Like, are we good at preparing for emergencies or not? I think there's always a lot more that can be done. There's estimates that roughly, you know, 30% of our population has plans in place. And we live in an area that can be impacted by a number of different events. And it's critical that we're prepared. Okay. In what way do you think the average household needs to be prepared? People have to think about their families and, you know, what would happen if you work downtown Vancouver and there's an earthquake, you live over on the North Shore or you live out in Maple Ridge, how are you going to get home? Roads and bridges may be closed. What's going to happen to your family and pets? And this is what we all need to be thinking about. How are we going to handle that when we're faced with it? And the time to do it is now before we are faced with an earthquake or disaster. Right. That's, I think, I don't know, Jackie, I feel like people don't want to think about that, right? They would rather believe it's not going to happen. (laughs) I think most people do. But, you know, the reality is it can happen. It does happen. And being prepared is going to help get you through. And, you know, we need to develop these plans and get the supplies that we need. It's not difficult to do it. You know, it takes a little bit of time and effort, but we do need to be prepared. Okay, so then we have this information. We know what we should be doing. What What is on that list? Like, if you can give us a couple of things, what should we check off? A couple of the key things is how are you going to connect with your family? They're your number one concern. What supplies do you need to survive? If you work downtown Vancouver, you know, what supplies have you got if you can't get home? If you have a home emergency kit and your family's at home, you'll know they have the supplies to get through. If you practice what to do in an earthquake, you will take, you know, the right action. And, you know, a lot of injuries in an earthquake happen because people have done the wrong thing. So, and think about your pets. What's going to happen to your pets? 
you know, how will you get your kids from school and just run through the list and, you know, start thinking about it, talk to your family, and that's going to significantly increase, you know, improve how you live after the event happens. And we even see it with simple house fires when people have to evacuate people who come out with an emergency kit get through it much better. They have copies of their ID, copies of their insurance and things like that. And it makes it a lot simpler for the family involved. I was also thinking too, that if you have younger children, like primary school age children, elementary school kids, this is something you work on. I think I was a lot better prepared for this when my kids were in that age group. Exactly. We all are. And then, you know, once the kids grow up, we start to forget about it. Totally. We don't check our supplies. Yeah. And, you know, we've got a we've got to know, you know, we know we live in an area that can be impacted and we've got to take it seriously. All right. So what about food supplies? Is that something we encourage people to keep as well? Definitely food and also water. You know, we can go a few days without food, but we can't survive without water. So having water, you know, stored at home, having some water in your car, you drive, you know, having that in place is critical. Right. And so keeping water and things sort of like, where's the best location for all of that? It really depends. We all, you know, some of us live in apartments, some of us are in houses. You just got to identify an area where you store your emergency supplies. They need to be easy to access. You know, if you live in an apartment, usually the closet by the front door makes the most sense. In a house, you've got a little, you know, few more options, but the key is can you easily access them? If they're stored in your garage, don't store chemicals above them in case the chemicals fall over and contaminate your kit. So a little bit of thought needs to go into it. City of Vancouver, Emergency Management BC, all have websites with all of that information listed, and it's very easy to access. City of Vancouver also offers free courses at our community centres or if you have a group of people, we will come and, you know, do it for your group as well. So you have options out there. You've just got to take the action and start getting prepared. I wonder as well, Jackie, do you think people get lulled into thinking, oh, well, the city's going to help me or the government's going to help me? What kind of help, though, can we realistically expect after an emergency event? What people need to realize in the first, you know, 72 hours or so after a big event happens, you know, we have families as well, you know, the emergency planners, the responders, you know, we need to make sure our families are okay, then we will start to go to work. But, you know, we can't help everybody. And it really comes down to each individual person taking responsibility for themselves and their families. And, you know, if we don't do it, how are we going to feel when facing an earthquake? And how will we explain that to our families? So true. Jackie, thank you very much for your time. Happy to be here. Thank you. That is Jackie Klusterbor, who's the Emergency Planning Coordinator with the City of Vancouver.